Annie LeBaron. Welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. I have a really interesting topic today that some of you might be familiar with and some of you might not know anything about. And what I'm going to talk about today is beating up burnout. Beating up burnout. Say it with me. Beating up burnout. Doesn't that sound awesome? Like burnout is real. You guys, first of all, let's just define what is burnout? Like seriously, this is one thing that I didn't realize when I was working in ministry and at Hooker's Regis and Destiny House is that I got really, 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 really tired and I wanted to quit. And there's been so many times that this has happened to me. And if some of you don't know what I do is we run a house called the Destiny House with Hookers for Jesus. And it's a home for sex trafficking women, women that have been trafficked and victim of trafficking that have been rescued out. And now they're going into a brand new life, becoming whole, healed completely from that industry and going back out into the world with brand new destinies. And so one of the things when we take care of women like this is they have a thing called severe complex trauma and burnout. This is what the definition means. It's when a practitioner becomes increasingly inoperative. In other words, she's tired. She can no longer do her job or he can no longer do his job properly. It's ex ex basically exhaustion. You want to sleep for a month, right? And you're close to any input. You, you don't want to hear what anyone has to say. You, you have depersonalization. You're feeling like you're outside of your body now. It's like you're not really experiencing this. Your uh, lack of effectiveness and accomplishment in the work that you're actually doing. You're self-medicating. Some of us self-medicate with food or legal or illegal substances, right? Increase resignation thoughts. So in other words, you want to quit. I'm going to resign soon this is over and eventually you come to this place where you quit and you never go back to what you originally started doing now that is the dangerous thing about burning down the house and what I mean by that is you're burning down your own life you're actually destroying what you created to do or you're destroying the mission that you know you were called to do because you're busy you have the badge of superwoman on your chest you think you're superwoman and that's impossible. I can rescue everyone. I can provide every service to everyone and I can do it all because I'm superwoman. But clearly that is a falsivity. That is not the truth. The truth is this. You're called to not every client. You're not called to every client. And listen, you guys, I can say this out of place of experience. I've been there, done that. I burned myself out. Listen, I want you to remember something. Your specialty is your specialty, no matter what. Now, you know what happens when you have burnout? You actually develop syndromes. There's different syndromes. One of them is this. You have secondary traumatic stress, and that definition is this. This results from a social worker's knowledge of trauma experienced by another. It has immediate onset of exposure triggers to re-experiencing painful occasions from the practitioner's personal history. So in other words, your secondary traumatic stress could be actually triggered because of your own personal experiences that you had before you were dealing with that client that you're trying to help. You're getting re-triggered for the things you've gone through. A lot of us social workers, a lot of us people that want to be in ministry that help women like us, women that have been sex trafficked, been in the sex industry, or women that have been simply sexually abused, or they were in a domestic violence relationship, a lot of us have these geomes of our past. We've experienced it ourselves, and that's 
why we're so passionate to help these women that we're trying to help. So you guys, we can't keep getting re-triggered. That is not productive. Is it right or wrong? I believe that's right. You cannot get re-triggered. So you become bruised. You can't take it anymore, right? You get that theme in your head. And the second syndrome that can happen is vicarious trauma, which is this. This results from interaction with traumatized persons and permanently alters the lens through which an individual perceives the world and self. This is a symptom of vicarious trauma. Check this out. I should say symptoms because with an S. Emotional grief, anxiety, sadness, anger, irritability, unsafe feelings, and your behaviors are this. Isolation, altered eating habits, risky behaviors, increased workload, addictions. Sounds a lot like the previous syndrome, doesn't it? And then your cognitive, it's your cynicism negativity, difficulty concentrating, remembering, etc. Spiritual, a loss of hope. Okay? Decreased sense of purpose, disconnected, unloved. Lastly, you guys, listen. The third thing that can happen with burnout is compassion fatigue. Now, compassion fatigue can be tied into both previous syndromes that I just told you about. This is an overall experience of emotional and physical fatigue that social service professionals experience due to chronic use of empathy when treating patients who are suffering in some way. This is what happens. You will have a possible manifestation of secondary trauma stress and vicarious trauma. There will be a preoccupation with traumatized client, reduced empathy, numbing, distancing, or avoidance. In other words, you don't want to do this work anymore. Like you numb yourself out. You, you take your mind and put it somewhere else. You leave work early. You don't show up for work. You call in sick all the time because you're at this place where you're tired. You don't want to deal with one more client. You don't want to deal with one more person. You're overloaded. That is a serious thing that can happen with burnout. Now, we need to ask ourselves questions. And then I'm going to go on a break because I'm going to ask you guys, do I have any of these symptoms? Do you have any of these symptoms? And here they are. Hypervigilance. That means you're on edge all the time. You're waiting for the next bad thing to happen. You're like pre-meditating what's about to happen in your mind. Like if that person comes up to me and says this thing, I'm going to freak out, right? Something like that. Or you're looking in parking lots for other abusers that you heard about through your client, right? Or you're getting re-triggered from your past. You can't sleep. You're cynical, you're bitter, you're angry. You're emotionally fried in your brain. You can't think straight anymore. You're isolating yourself quite frequently. You keep wanting to isolate yourself. You're boundaryless. You have no boundaries, okay? Either you're always available or you're not available anymore. It's either or. And this is where it really kicked in, where I thought this was really important to mention. If you're married or in a relationship, your sex life you're just turned off to sex. You just don't want to have sex. You're just too tired over it. Don't feel like doing it. So you guys, you know what? We're going to come back. And when we do, we're going to go into the rest of beating up burnout. Today, I have a topic called beating up burnout. And I have this resource that I'd like to share with you where actually I could honestly say that I was a workaholic 
as a call girl and a, believe it or not, sex trafficking victim. I wrote a book called Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior in English and in Spanish. And this is my journey about getting pulled into sex trafficking from the sex industry. And actually, I came down with Hodgkin's lymphoma, where I had literal radiation done to me for a year and chemotherapy treatments. And guess what? From working too much, from worrying about making people in my life happy and working every day of the week. And you guys, that is not healthy. So this is a really important journey for some of you workaholics out there. This is a really good book for you to read because what I did was, honestly, I took my work ethic and put it into ministry. And yes, I eventually burned out in ministry, but here we are today with Destiny House and Hookers for Jesus. And we are doing work that's radically changing other women's lives. And now I have boundaries. And now I understand how to take breaks, how to take vacations. The other resources, the audio version of this, you can look this up on Audible and actual and on Amazon. And all these resources can be found on Amazon and also our website, Hookers for Jesus. All you got to do is click it. You can also go to Walmart. They're actually selling this on Walmart, believe it or not. And this is a great resource to uh, listen to, to read. People have told me about my story that they've actually picked up the book and they could not put it down. And some people have gotten in trouble at their work because they were reading it all night and they didn't get any sleep because it was so like ah, shocking and interesting. So please go to hookersforjesus.net and just click on the book and you can purchase it. Thank you. Hi, welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair. We're on the topic of beating up burnout. Wouldn't you love to not get burnt out? Wouldn't you love to stay in the passionate thing that you feel like you've been called to do or the job that you've been called to do or the schoolwork you've been called to do? It really, really is hard when you're burnt out and you're tired and you want to quit. The next topic is burned, bruised, and battered. Now, I just discussed what the syndromes are from burnout previously, and I wanted to just make this note to all of you that are listening and watching right now. If you're wanting to be used, sometimes what happens is we'll be used, but just not in the way that we thought. Like, and we, once we hit that reality, like, wow, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. These clients are harder than I thought they were going to be, or this job was harder than I thought it was going to be. Listen, but you prayed to be used. Don't get it twisted and don't complain. God's still using you. Okay. Here's what we need to do. And I know that one of my burnout problems was this. I would get hurt and not forgive people. I would get upset and people would do things wrong. Or, or let's just say somebody said they were leaving the industry and they'd come and they'd go into Destiny House, they'd graduate, they'd go back. I would get so disappointed in the very beginning years ago, I would be devastated. And it would just make me so frustrated. And what I learned to do right off the bat with dealing with people and in leadership and running a company, running a nonprofit, uh, being a speaker, being a leader, talking to people, trying to help people is that we need to love people first, no matter what, and forgive them. They're human. Okay. You're going to have to get over yourself. If you think everyone's going to be perfect, that you give direction to that you're trying to lead and help. They're not going to be perfect. They're going to mess up. Never take it personal. Stop taking things personal. It's not about you. Get healed first, okay? Forgive yourself too for the mistakes that you make and love yourself, right? And also, this is the thing, is that one of the things that I use as a tool, 
when I'm hurting or I don't understand something that's happened and I feel like I'm tired and I'm burnt out, or I don't understand why a client went back or I don't understand why a colleague did this to me or a business liaison did something bad to me, talked about me bad or there's rumors going wrong. You guys, we need to give ourselves time to recover and we need to talk it out. And what I mean by that is we need to have a counselor in our life. Let's say a colleague a friend to just talk out what happened so you can be gentle with yourself and keep it moving. Okay. There's nothing worse than getting stuck in a situation that you feel like you can't forgive. You feel like you can't move on from. Now, here's the other thing that you need to realize something. We are broken. And a lot of the times we are a hot mess during this process. Being a leader doesn't mean you can't be a hot mess at the same time. Cause yes, you can. I want to encourage everyone here that if you are a leader, you need to focus on before becoming a leader, at least get your foundation down, get healed first. Okay. You're not going to be perfect. Make sure you have that foundation down. Now, when you realize that you want to quit and you're burnt out, maybe your system's broken and that's the best place you can come to. Because if you realize your system is broken, it's the best thing you can do for yourself, right? You got to search your heart and soul. Let the full surrender happen. If you don't let that full surrender happen, you're going to continue to repeat these same mistakes over and over. Re-experiencing vicarious trauma, re-experiencing passion fatigue, right? You don't want to do that. Embrace this as a wake-up call. Re-evaluate to rejuvenate. You need to re-evaluate what's happened, right? And get help. Don't be ashamed to ask for help. If you're a hot mess, take a break. Reevaluate what's going on. Talk to somebody. It's okay to ask for help. Don't feel ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. That's part of being a leader, figuring out how to handle everything and how to juggle your schedule correctly. The next phase is breakthrough. It is your time. It is your time for breakthrough. Ask yourself this question. What was I doing well that was the most effective? Pause on that. Write down, talk over with your colleague of yours. What do you see that I'm doing well? What do you see that I've done well? What worked well? And then secondly, what was I doing wrong that was the least effective? In other words, where did I make the biggest mistakes that, and that I thought they were, oh, I should be doing this, but really it was ineffective. It wasn't doing anything for anyone, including yourself. Write those down too. Make sure you note those. And then how can I avoid repeating the same mistakes over and over? How can we avoid that? And so the answer to all this is we need to change routines and then you'll change the negative rhythm that's happening. You know what, you guys, Jesus said so himself, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He didn't say, be busy, wear the badge of busy, work until you work yourself to the bone and to the ground, hard work pays off. He never said that. He said for us to keep faith, to keep the peace, but he never said, work yourself to the bone, did he? Right? The other thing I would suggest for you and for myself, okay, I'm going to speak this to myself. You need to believe again. Believe in what God called you to. If he called you to it, he's going to give you the passion to restart you again. You had passion to start this thing, right? You did. What was the purpose of your why? 
Why are you doing this? Why did you start doing this? What was the original intent? Did it come out of your own brokenness? Did it come out of your own love for yourself and then wanting to help others get healed? You need to get back to that centering, back to that purpose in your heart. You know God called you to do this. Because I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Spirit will reveal this to you because he did in the very beginning and he will fuel your faith and he will fuel your drive. Right? Am I right or wrong? I can hear you guys. Yes. (laughs) The next topic is, you know, you can rebuild this, but the first thing you need to do is you've got to tear down the old systems. And I say this lightly, but gently, burn your house down, let it burn all the way to the ground. Do not go back to that structure you had, okay? Because it was flawed. You had some bad things happen. You got vicarious trauma, compassion fatigue, burning out. Something's not right and imbalanced. And for you to do this the right way, start from the bottom, it's okay to start over. You still have this foundation. Your foundation is your faith and your passion and what God's called you to do. And if you can build on that, you've already got the mistakes already figured out. Hey, don't pick up that same wood, that same nails that you use. You have use a different type of wood, different type of nails because God's got you in a new direction, right? You, however, will build on those core foundations, which are your faith, your passion and your love for these people that you want to serve. When we come back, We're going to talk about a little bit about boundaries. We're going to talk about restarting. Okay. Hi, I wanted to share something that we do with Hookers for Jesus, our nonprofit that was founded more than 15 years ago. We have a home called the Destiny House, and it's where ladies that have been sex trafficked can come and dream, discover, and develop into God's perfect destiny that He originally designed for them. And I wanted to share with you a scripture that really was on my heart. For these ladies that come into our home, they are like overworked they're abused, they're beaten. Some of them stay up all night. They're on drugs and they don't have any rest. And it says in Mark 6 31, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. That is so important. When a young woman gets out of the sex industry, she needs a place to lay her head down and just sleep for days. I'm not kidding you. When I got out of it, I was sleeping for like weeks in my bed. It was like one of the best things that happened to me because I was running like crazy for years and I had nowhere to go. But when I laid my head on that pillow, it like healed my heart. You guys, this is the thing is that it's so important that we have this home for these beautiful ladies that we're helping. We're always in need of your help as partners with us to partner with us to get these girls clothing, their food, donations for their toiletries, for gas for the vehicles we take them to their appointments, insurance for the vans that we give them transportation in, you know, counseling, equine therapy. It is not free. You know, We have people that come to the property that teach the girls nutrition and eating right and also working out, getting their bodies in shape. It's a holistic program, mind, body, soul, spirit. And these ladies need your help. Just go to hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. Thank you so much. 
Welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair. We're on the subject of beating up burnout and the wonderful and terrible things that can happen. Because listen, you guys, anytime you're burnt out, God's trying to give you a wake up call. That's the good part. He's giving you this wake up call. It's not a bad thing. Don't panic. I talked about earlier about burning down your house and your old systems of doing ministry, doing your job, doing whatever you've been called to do. It's important that we do that. One of the thing is I wanted to, to share about my own personal journey is I ended up uh, navigating a new safe plan back to getting back into the rhythm of ministry. Because if I didn't have that, then I never would be where I am now. And that's happened several times. I want to encourage you all. It's not going to just happen once. You know, some of you, maybe it will, but for me, I have burnt out several different times and I could, I could tell you those years and where once was when I first had the first destiny house and I actually shut down and went to, uh, my actual wedding honeymoon for three weeks. When I came back, I was in tears. Okay. Destiny house was still going, but I didn't want to go back. I was so burnt out and see, I didn't share this earlier, but you know, we need to first get healed right? Before we even start ministry. But some of us, that's not a full thing that can happen. Like for me, I thought I was fully healed, but I was still working out of wounds. And that's when that compassion fatigue can happen and vicarious trauma. So one of the things I wanted to really share that I think it's a very important point is establishing safe boundaries. And what I mean by that is you're boundaryless. You're saying yes to everything. You don't say no to anything. You say yes to every single client. Yes to every single person that asks you for help. And that is completely unhealthy. That's very codependent. You're afraid to say no out of your own woundedness. You feel like you got to help everybody. You guys, that'll bring you down to burnout quicker than, I don't know what to say. Okay. Uh, quicker than, I don't know, a Big Mac fried. I don't know. So you cannot continue to do this. Establish safe boundaries. It's going to be the best thing you can do for yourself. You are brave and you can do this. Okay. Brave. Say it. I am brave. I can do this. I can heal from this. Take courage. This reminds me of Cinderella movie on Disney. Take courage. Be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be brave. Give yourself a retreat, a mini retreat. I don't know, go on vacation somewhere. Give yourself a mini spa day. Get into your hobbies again. Did you paint? Did you crochet? Did you draw? Did you sing? Did you play music? Did you do poetry? Did you roller skate? Did you work out? Lean into your hobbies. Did you cook? Lean into those hobbies and, and, and just get away from work for a while, right? Best thing you can do for yourself too is get some counsel. If you feel like you're not ready yet, it's okay. Get some counsel. Reevaluate where your head is. Now, here's something that I kind of interjected in here that I really felt like really was part of this process of healing from burnout is allow your enemies to become your footstool, your stairway to greatness. And I don't mean people per se. Sometimes our enemy is the very person inside of ourselves. We're our own greatest enemy. Okay. And if we can face that enemy, we can learn 
from our mistakes that we made, it, be, it can become this great stairway to greatness, to not repeat the same behaviors, and also to become a leader in this field of teaching social work, teaching ministry, teaching people how to help each other people and serve each other well without burning out. The other thing that really helped me during burnout episodes was keeping a great team around myself making sure I had honest people around me that loved me fully and were ready to tell me the truth about myself and the good things I was doing, but also the wrong things I was doing, the bad behaviors repeated over and over. We need people around us that know us, understand us, that accept us unconditionally. They speak truth and they love us with agape love no matter what. They accept us no matter what, no matter how crazy we get sometimes, right? We need to be healed, whole, and delivered. We do not need to come back until we are ready. And I wanted to share with you a couple of things that helped me along my journey. And one of the things was, of course, the scripture I shared earlier was Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, what part of work is hard? Yeah, some of it's hard. What part of ministry is hard? Yes, some of it's hard. Serving people is hard sometimes, but Jesus said so himself. Come to him. That is the best go-to, not just a counselor, not just friends and colleagues and, you know, having a vacation, mini retreats resting, come to him. And if we cry out to him, he is more than able to heal our broken hearts and heal our burnout from us. Because you know what? He is our original comforter. He is the original healer. He is the original vacation. I call it taking a Jesus vacation, right? It's the best thing you can do for yourself. It says in Hebrews 6.10, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work. And the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help him. You know what? God sees everything you're doing. You don't need to brag or say, oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. You guys, you're going to wear yourself out. He sees the work that you're doing. And he loves that you're helping his people. And yes, I want to encourage everyone out there. You've been called to this. But you guys, we are no good to anybody if we're burned up, burned out. You guys, burn the house down, rebuild it with different materials. Your foundation, your foundation is the passion and the love, right? And the faith that God's called you to do this work. I hope today that I've helped somebody with their burnout. You guys, I have been doing this work for more than 15 years and honestly, I could make this into a huge topic into five different segments. But today I kind of condensed it. So I hope that you took some notes today. If you didn't go back and replay, <laughs> because, you know, we all need this truth in our lives. We cannot kill ourselves. You guys want to know something? If you work too hard, you can actually get sick. Okay. When I was still a sex trafficking victim, I actually got Hodgkin's lymphoma. I worked so much for my traffickers that I actually almost died because I didn't care enough about myself. 
Even back then I was being superwoman. I think God knew I'd be called into doing what I'm doing now. <laughs> and he knew I had heart passion for it because of the fact that I love people and I want to serve the kind of women that I used to be, but also women that are hurt and abusing. So thanks for joining us today with Burning Up Burnout. Hopefully you've gotten some tools and some information to beat up your burnout. Thank you.